Welcome, you're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and truths from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or fitness and fat loss to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Hey guys, you're on air with Ella, and today it's me, just Ella. I know you're used to me alternating solo episodes with interview episodes, but I really had something pressing on my mind that I wanted to be accountable for and to share with you. So this episode today is all about surviving a slump. And why am I talking about it? Well, because I'm living it right now, and I thought... It's hard, but I wanted to share this with you in the hopes that it might be useful for somebody else. So if you're looking for one of our super fun episodes with one of our super great experts, then go hit a previous episode and come back to this when you need it. But right now, I needed it. So here we go. This is a little bit difficult for me, I'm not going to lie, because I want to be here for you and I want to motivate you and inspire you. And I don't think it's particularly inspiring to say, huh, I'm in a slump. And at the same time, if we're going to learn from each other and if I'm going to be real with you, and frankly, if I'm also going to get value out of this experience with you, then I got to be real and In keeping it real, I'm telling you, I am working my way right now out of a little bit of a rut. So what am I talking about? Okay, I'm going to share with you what I mean by a slump, and then I'm going to share with you some entirely practical tips for getting out of a slump. And maybe not all of them apply to you, but I feel pretty good about the fact that something I can share with you today might help you shut that slump down, get out of that rut, and maybe even take action a little bit sooner than you might have otherwise. So what do I mean by a slump? Well, let me tell you what I don't mean. We are not talking about depression today. I'm talking about a general state of malaise. I've never been clinically depressed. It is an entirely different matter, and that's beyond the scope of what we're talking about right now. I just want to be really clear about that. Now, what I'm talking about, I'll actually share specifically what goes on with me. A slump for me, it doesn't, the time period is irrelevant. Maybe it's a few days, maybe it's a few weeks, and maybe it's even longer sometimes. But here's what brings it on typically for me. Either a series of events that creates a lack of good sleep for me, a particularly high stress time in my life where I have just too much going on and I'm not balancing it well, or I just don't feel in control of some of the events or challenges that I'm facing. I think everybody can relate to this at different times in their life. It could also be good stuff. It doesn't have to be bad. It could be a lot of projects going on that are very, very different from one another and require a great deal of my time and my focus. That actually can send me into a downward spiral when it comes to my healthiness habits. Again, I don't think that's very surprising to anyone. And I think that so many people can relate to that. 
that. Another thing that can create a slump for me is injury. So if I injure anything that keeps me from my normal routine, that can send me into a slump. So what does that mean? What does that actually look like for me? Here's what it means for me, really. It means that whatever it is, whatever the driver is, I don't feel good enough to work out, so I don't work out. And then that makes me feel worse. And then somewhere in there, I am relaxing my good habits, and then I might eat to feel better, and I might eat too much, or I might eat things that I know don't give me energy. Then I feel bloated, then I feel fat. All right. Then I'm like, well, I can't work out. Like I feel like a whale or I'm gen- like seriously uncomfortable. And I just feel like a big lump and I feel gross. And so then I don't work out and then I don't eat well, or then I go to food for comfort. And I don't feel like wearing maybe great clothes that make me feel really good. So guess what? I go to food as a reward and I don't work out. Does any of this sound familiar to any of you? All of the things that make me feel good, which are taking care of myself, feeling good in my own skin, feeling comfortable naked, hitting the gym hard for a short but powerful workout, or going for a killer bike ride, or just moving my body in some way that is super rewarding to me. All of those things get shoved to the side and replaced with these things that make me feel worse. So it's very, very self-perpetuating. And wow, can you just sort of spiral down in a hurry? So what happens? You know what happens. The implications are you're kind of shorter with people that you might have a little bit more patience or generosity for at at another time when you're feeling great about yourself. Frankly, you're a little bit boring for your partner or for the people that you're close to. You're kind of like, you know, you're you're not a super... <laughs> That's an adjective. (laughs) Let's just, we'll keep that in. Um, But, you know, you're not that much fun to be around when you're in this place. And it's not even about being fun to be around. You just have less to give and less to offer. And, well, yeah, you're not really fun to be around. Or I'm not, anyway. And so the cycle perpetuates itself. Can any of you relate to this? Have I got anyone nodding like, yeah, I've been there? Or maybe you're there right now. I'll tell you, I couldn't do this show a week ago because I was too much in it. And I had to start the climb out in order to be able to talk about it a little bit more objectively. So where am I right now in real time? Right now in real time, I am climbing out of that slump, friend, and I want to share with you how I'm doing it. And again, hopefully you can relate to some of this and it'll be useful for you. Let's start with my hypothesis. My hypothesis, it's very scientific, just so you know. My hypothesis is that any slump is 90% mindset. It's 10% physical or whatever else is going on, but it's 90% mindset. Again, super scientific, that number, just so you know. It's based on real data. No. But I want you to understand that I don't think, even in the case of injury or a complete lack of sleep, I want you to really buy into my hypothesis for the purposes of this discussion that all of it boils down to the story that I'm telling myself. So I'm going to borrow heavily from something that Anthony Robbins says. The story you're telling yourself is everything. 
I know this is true. And how do I know it's true? And how do you know it's true? Because I have other periods in my life where I'm balancing many, many things, or I have good stress going on and I'm super engaged in a lot of things. And I manage just fine because the story I'm telling myself then when I'm not letting it get me into a slump, the story that I'm telling myself then is I'm kicking some ass right now, or I am doing this really well, or wow, I'm adding a lot of value, or man, this team is amazing. I love being a part of it. Or gosh, I'm super grateful for my partner. The story that I tell myself is different. I lose when I change my story and I let my story be pathetic or sad or self-effacing or just plain negative. So what is the antidote to that? The antidote to that, and I'm again borrowing from Anthony Robbins here, change your state and you can change your story. I'll tell you what I mean. So picture a child that is just bawling, throwing a fit, completely crying because they didn't get their way or they're just overtired and they're completely just having a complete meltdown. One of the best ways to get a kid to stop crying and stop having a meltdown is to change their state. So have you ever made a kid bust out laughing while they were trying to have a fit? It's entirely possible. I've done it many times. You've done it many times or you've seen it happen many times. You can make a child who is hell bent on throwing a complete tantrum, completely crack up if you figure out what that trigger is, or you know, if you're just funny, and you can completely get them to crack up about something ridiculous. That is changing their state. That is what I'm talking about with us grownups, the big kids who are throwing a tantrum in our own mind or being overwhelmingly negative or out of balance in our own minds, we can change our state, interrupt our state. So I want you to picture that kid crying and throwing a tantrum and think of changing their state. I want you to be that kid and I want you to think, well, how? what do I need to interrupt this pattern? How can I change my state? And I'll talk to you a little bit about extremely practical tips on how to do that, but I sort of wanted you to understand the philosophy first. The story you're telling yourself is everything. What story are you telling yourself? Are you telling yourself that you can never do anything right? Are you telling yourself that your partner can never do anything right? So why even bother? Are you telling yourself that you're going to fail? So why even do it in the first place? Are you telling yourself that you are a fat whale? So there's no point in ever eating anything healthy because it is beyond helpless. Are you telling yourself that there's no reason to go to the gym because people will look at you and think you don't belong there? Are you telling yourself that you shouldn't go do that social event or social activity because you don't look good enough and people will judge you or they'll know that you're in a bad place? Have you told yourself really, really deep down, are you telling yourself, I'm not worthy, I'm not lovable, I'm not good enough? Yeah, you have. That is the basic story of humanity. Well, guess what? You are good enough. You are lovable and you are worthy. You are good enough, you are lovable, and you are worthy. It can't possibly be true that any of us is not good enough, that any of us is unlovable, and that any of us is unworthy. Otherwise, every single one of us would be unworthy, unlovable, not good enough. Do you follow me? 
We all run into the same challenges. Some of us let our, let ourselves stay there a little bit longer than others, or some of us don't have the tools for getting out of them, or some of us believe that negative story because no one ever told us a different story. And I hope to God that's not you, but if it is, can I be the person that tells you a different story? Because you are extraordinary. All right, so let's not put up with that crap anymore. You are extraordinary and you are lovable and you are worthy and you are good enough. So let's act like that person and let's operate from there. Okay, let's talk about some practical tips so that we can really, really make this real. And again, I probably could come up with a hundred tips, but I'm just plucking some out of thin air right now that are working for me right now. The first one is be so careful with your language. I don't even want to say I'm in a slump because the moment I say that, guess what? It's true, right? So I I hesitate to even use that language and put myself there because then I'm creating that story and then I'll live it out and then it will be true. Be very careful with your language and be very careful with the story that you create with your language because that becomes your thought, which becomes your action. So I actually would encourage you to make a bold statement, change your statement. So my statement right now is I am busting through a slump right now. That's my statement. I am busting through a slump right now. That changes my energy. It completely changes my mindset. It acknowledges that I'm not in the best place with my healthy habits right now. I'm not in my best eating habits place. I'm not in my best fitness state. And it's kind of demotivating and demoralizing. Guess what? I am busting through a slump right now. All right. Make more bold statements. Make yourself say the words, I am beautiful. I am strong. I am extraordinary. And today I'm going to act like it. I don't, I don't have mantras. Um, I'm not saying I shouldn't. I'm just saying it's not something that I've developed for myself right now. I don't have little sayings taped to my bathroom mirror and I don't walk around like I am beautiful. I don't do that. But I will tell you when I feel myself slipping into a slump or I'm about to make a decision that is not going to help me get out of it, then I will say to myself, sometimes out loud, if I really, really need it and no one's around, you know, and I'm not like a target, I will say, I am beautiful, I am strong, and I am extraordinary. And today I'm going to act like it. Or, and right now I'm going to act like it. It's a little bit harder to then shoot yourself in the foot right after you said those words because your thoughts become your actions. Okay, so I'm going to give you an example of how I just used this just like two days ago. I went out and went for a walk with my son and that's part of my strategy, which I'll explain. And when I came back, I was like, you know what? I need to do a little exercise. I need to move my body. I need to do something to like get my blood going. So when we came back from our walk, I have a hill very near my house and it's a very short steep hill. I mean, very, very short. I mean, it's like a 50 yard dash. Maybe I don't even know. I made that up. Okay. So I decided I was going to run up that hill five times. And the first time I ran, I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to do this, but oh, I'm a complete hippopotamus. This is going to be hilarious. I sort of hope none of my neighbors drive by. Okay. And I run my hippo self in my head. I'm mentally a hippo and I run my hippo self up that hill and it takes me like 27 seconds. I got back down 
to the bottom. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm doing it right now. I'm doing my hippo mind right now. So I need to break my pattern. I need to change my state. And I said, I am busting out of a slump right now and I am going to kill this. And I ran up that hill in 19 seconds. Okay. It's a very, very short hill. That's a really big difference. And then I ran down and I was like, I've got this. I am extraordinary and I'm going to act like, act like it. And then I ran up the hill in 18 seconds and I never busted the 18 second threshold. Okay. Because miracles did not happen. There were no rainbows or unicorns or anything like that. My point is 18 seconds from 26 seconds is a big difference for the little small distance that I was running. And by the way, side point here, I busted my tail and got my, um, got my energy up by committing less than four minutes to exercising. So give that some thought. Okay. It took me less than four minutes to do that. I was done. It felt great when I was done and there's no excuse for not being able to find four minutes in your day to change your state like that. Okay. So that's just one very physical, very practical example. I just wanted to paint a picture for you. What happened when I did nothing more than change the story that I was telling myself and make bold statements. All right. Here's another mindset trick for you. See things as they are, but not worse. So when I get into this state, let me tell you what happens. You know me, you've seen my podcast cover, you're on Facebook or Instagram with me, you know I don't have a weight problem, all right? But when I am in this state, I am 300 pounds in my head. Does anyone else understand that? I move differently and I treat myself differently and I stuff my face like it's my profession. And I mean, I see myself so much worse than the reality. When I force myself to see things as they are, but not worse, then I have to tell myself the truth. Uh, I'm not three sizes bigger. And realistically, it will take me two weeks of normal hard work to just kind of get back to feeling like myself again. The point is see things as they are, but not worse then define what better looks like. Be very, very specific. You can even write this down. You can say, if if you're the type of person that does well journaling things or writing them down in your phone somewhere, you can literally say, current state, and you write down, here's how things are, but not worse, okay, without exaggeration. Then define in a few bullets or in a few thoughts, if you're just doing this mentally, what does better look like? you will find that it is much more attainable than that big, ugly, gray fog in your head would have you think. So for me, again, using my own experience right now as the anecdote, for me, what better looks like is, okay, I will not turn on the television, period. I'm not a big TV watcher, but I mean, if I just say I literally will not turn it on, then I know that I won't have any like sedentary time where I'm just completely feeling like a lump of coal. Another thing that I might do to just define what better looks like is, you know what? I could probably go back to starting my day with hot water with lemon before I put anything else in my body, like drink my liter of water and have a hot water with lemon in it because that for some reason is just a very cleansing, very positive way for me to start my day. Starting my day with five minutes of stretching. That's what better looks like. That's not starting my day with a marathon. That's starting my day with five minutes of stretching, starting my day with walking my dog, getting up 20 minutes earlier to start my day with a healthy habit. That's what better looks like for me. When I do that, it actually has a huge ripple effect on the rest of my day. So that's what better looks like for me. What does better look like for you? 
Does it mean that you don't go through a drive-through and you actually run through the grocery store and maybe buy even a prepared meal or a salad? Does it mean that you make a meal instead of defrosting one from a box? What does better look like for you? Just think one example a day. What does better look like for you that day or today? Or guys, right now, what does better look like for you? Maybe it means you're complaint-free for the rest of the day. By the way, that means complaints about yourself and your current state too. What does better look like for you today? Wrap an action around it. Better for me means that I will cook my dinner instead of buy my dinner. So my action around that is I create a calendar item to run through the store to grab something that I can make a quick dinner with. Or maybe my action is to use something I already have. Anyway, the point is I create a specific action around it. And I, just because I rely on calendaring very heavily, I actually calendar things like that because that's how I make it real. So let me run through those three things again. See things as they are, but not worse. Then define what better looks like today. Then create an action around that. All right, now I'm going to get into, because I promised some very specific actions, and some of these are large and some of these are small. And some of them I've touched on, but I'm gonna explain them a little bit more. I told you that we need to change our state. Changing your physical state interrupts the bad behavior. It can be used that way. And it just changes what happens in your head because it does. So if you are about to engage in a behavior that is a less healthy habit, like a less healthy behavior. So let's say, for example, you're about to grab a bag of chips. You're not hungry. You are about to grab a bag of chips and whatever, or the cookies or whatever food that you're eating because you need to consume it, not because you're hungry. You need it as a reward or you need it as comfort. Or maybe you're about to drink something that you know you don't need to drink. Or maybe you're about to smoke. Or maybe you're about to do any of the things that you do when you are stressed and spiraling downward. And it doesn't matter what it is. It's just that thing that you do. Interrupt it. Change your state. You can do something ridiculous, like you can crank up your music and dance in your kitchen. You can go outside your door and be like, okay, I am going to do this because Ella is insane and you're going to run outside and you're going to run up and down your driveway 20 times. Do it. Why the hell not? Go for a walk. Grab a kid. Grab a dog. Grab a pair of shoes. Grab iTunes. Grab your podcast. Grab anything. Grab just yourself and walk yourself out that door. Nobody has ever gone for a walk. You heard it here. Nobody has ever gone for a 20-minute walk and come back in the same state they left. Walking is another specific tip of mine. When you are in a funk and you know it, walk every single day day. Walk every single day. It is such a good, there's actual science behind how it levels out your hormones, how it chills you out physiologically. It gets you outside. Walk every single day. When you find yourself forcing yourself into this habit, whether you do it first thing in the morning, whether you do it after dinner, those are great times, by the way, you will notice a difference. Moving your body is so essential to helping move your mind. Walk every day. Here's another point. For those of you who are used to doing some kind of exercise, you will probably know this to be true. Consistency is so much more important than 
longevity or endurance or, or duration is what I'm trying to say. Consistency is so much more important than duration or intensity when you're trying to work yourself out of a slump. I'll give you another example from my own life. And again, I need you to listen for the commonalities, not for the differences. So you might laugh when I tell you that when I'm in a slump, I might still go for a long bike ride or I might go for a run or I might try to swim or something of that nature. But you might say, huh, that's hardly a slump. My slump means I go out for a run and I can barely run two miles because of my hippo mentality. My hippo brain is in charge of me and I feel so heavy and so slow that I can barely crank out, you know, one fourth of what I might normally do. That's my slump. Like you're entitled to yours. That's mine. Or I go for a bike ride and it might normally be a 35 mile bike ride for me when I'm trying to crank out a quick hard workout and I make it nine miles and that's it. And some of you might say, well, I've never biked nine miles in my life. That's fine. You have your slump. I have mine. What I have found works is consistency is the key. So what do I mean? I mean, put on your shoes, go do something. If you do it to 25% level of intensity or duration that you normally did, that's okay. Just do it. Gretchen Rubin talks about in her book that I've shared with you and I'm going to keep referring to. So you might as well just break down and buy the thing better than before. Gretchen Rubin, you know, I interviewed her. I'll share that in the show notes and I'll link to the book. Better Than Before is one of the most impactful books that I've read this year. And she talks about how much harder research shows. I mean, like you needed research. This is so common sense. It is so much harder to restart a good habit than it is to continue one. I mean, duh, right? But continue one doesn't mean you have to do it at the same duration and the same intensity as you do when you're not in your little slump. Please don't ever create for yourself the excuse, I can't do it because I'm, I'm just going to suck at it or I'm going to fail at it or I'm going to be so uncomfortable. Don't, don't create that excuse. Don't tell yourself that story. It is so much harder to start anew than it is to continue and to build up and to increase your momentum. Well, what if you haven't been exercising? Because I am talking about exercise right now. Actually, it's true for anything, if, if we're really being honest. I mean, just think about if you're in a relationship and you stop touching or you stop really communicating. You know what I mean, more than, more than roommate level status. If you stop touching and if you stop communicating, how much harder is it to start that practice out of the blue? How much harder is it to start again from cold than it is to start from just, you know, mildly warm. And if you have gone cold in any area of your life that you want to ramp up, that you want momentum, whether it's exercise or communication or relationships or anything positive in your life, can you go back to the beginning? Because you can start anew at any point that you choose to. So don't you be telling yourself that story. But I'm talking to the person who's considering just completely quitting something or is letting themselves not do something because it will be less than. And I'm saying, no, 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 no. Let's stay mildly warm and not go cold. So consistency is more important than duration or intensity. Let's talk about food. My slumps always, always show up in what I'm eating. And then of course they're perpetuated by what I'm eating. So that sucks. And there are just two tips I want to share with you very on a very practical level that help me. And one is I am not a 
food journaler. But when I am in a slump and I'm like in the red zone and I know I'm, and I'm tired of it, I start writing down what I eat. And I have done it a couple of ways. One is I just kept a little notebook with me and I just wrote down what I ate. And then another way, which I've been doing now, is on my phone, just on Notepad. I mean, there are a million apps out there that you can use. And I put some on Facebook recently, so you can check out those apps. But I'm talking super simple. I open up the notepad and I write down what I ate that day. Why do I do that? Because first of all, it works, all right? It's not what I wanna do every day because it's just not my thing. But when I need it, it is so powerful because it makes you accountable. It makes you pay attention. It makes you not lie to yourself and it lets you see things for as they really are and not worse. And it just works. The other thing that I do is I make a little note about how I feel. You start to associate what you're eating with how you feel. And then you're like, well, duh. Yeah. Okay. So overeating for those two days in a row did not result in great levels of energy, sort of forcing you to reassociate the food with the impact. You see what I'm saying? Because what do we do when we get in a slump? We disassociate. We disassociate what food or alcohol or other habits that can be abused or overused, we disassociate those from how we feel. You might even disassociate so much that like you literally cut yourself off from the net. Okay, you don't literally cut yourself off from the net because that would be the end of your story. But you cut yourself off, metaphorically speaking, from the neck down. You wear baggy clothes. You don't let anybody see you. You keep people at a distance with your body language. And you metaphorically cut yourself off from the neck down. You totally disassociate from your body. Again, just to come full circle, that's why staying in your body is so important. That's why moving your body, walking and being consistent with some kind of other movement practice is so important. And writing down my food lessens my, weakens my ability to disassociate myself from my food. All right. The last practical tip that I have for you for de-slumping is to put your energy into the solution. Consider this. Problems need energy to live. Anything that you're keeping alive needs energy to feed it. Problems need energy to live. So stop putting all of your energy into the problem. Stop putting all of your energy into the slump. I do this. Oh my gosh. It becomes like half the dialogue in my head. Oh my gosh, I'm in a slump. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this right now. Wow, I can't believe I just ate so much that now I'm too uncomfortable to work out. Wow, I can't believe that now because I was such a slug, I need to actually do these 25 things. So I'm actually not going to go to sleep until midnight and therefore I'm going to get up tomorrow and wow, I'm exhausted. That's so weird. I think I'll shove like a million starches into my face because that'll help. Oh wait, it didn't. I feel fat and bloated and now I'm a hippo. Anyone do that? (laughs) I'm being a little bit like super candid with you and it's a tiny bit embarrassing. And yet at the same time, I know at least one person is nodding right now. (laughs) So how do I do this? How do I break that? Well, I put my energy into the solution. I, my husband did this for me. He reminded me that I'm spending so much time thinking about how I'm not living up to my potential that I'm actually giving it life. And we signed up to volunteer at the food bank here. So instead of focusing on how overfed I am, how about I go spend some time with people who can't be overfed because they don't have enough food? How about I plot myself in a different context where I don't get to spend my time thinking about my poor food choices or how much I ate that day and how I can't work out? How about I go spend some time with some people who literally don't know where dinner's coming from? Okay, and I don't mean to get all righteous on us or anything. I'm just saying, you, got, you know, get a grip, self. 
right? What a problem to have. Go serve anybody. This can be at work. You don't have to get all lofty and go serve at the food bank or the soup kitchen. You can literally just choose to create value or to serve somebody else today at work or at school or in your neighborhood or in whatever community you associate yourself with. And you can say, I tell you what, how about I take a break from Slumpville and who can I specifically create value for or do something fabulous and unexpected for today? Who could I promote or praise today? And you know what, just get out of your own head, guys, right? I mean, I'm not preaching to you. I'm actually, this is my dialogue with myself. Nothing busts up your sad trauma story faster than gratitude or service. So can you right now, if you're slumping with me a little bit, or if you just want to like go through this exercise so that you can draw from it later, can you think of someone in your family, in your, your workplace, can you think of somebody right now who might be surprised and delighted if you did something unexpectedly kind, empathetic, or generous for them? Can you just picture someone right now? Okay, what's the action? What can you actually go do for that person? It can be just saying something to them. It can be celebrating them publicly. It can be doing an action for them. Who is your person and what can you do for them? Maybe it's people, right? Did you notice how just getting outside of your own mind for that one moment took you somewhere else? And what a great way to bust out of your own slump, right? Like, can you see it? Can you start to smell it a little bit? That's working for me right now. All right. I'm going to stop right here because I don't want to just go on and on. And I really want you to maybe even possibly, if you're in Slumpville, I want you to get to the end here and I want you to hit that rewind button and I want to do this all over with you again. Let me hear from you. Tell me what you need. Tell me if this was helpful. And thanks for listening because in all honesty, knowing that I was going to share this with you, to be totally honest with you, was the turning point for me in knowing that instead of just saying I'm busting out of this slump right now, it actually helped me do it. I love you guys. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just go to onairwithella.com where I put up links to all of the good stuff that we talked about today and more information about our guests and all the good stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. Don't forget to join our Facebook page and thanks for those phenomenal reviews in iTunes. Every great review helps and we read every one. Thanks for listening and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.